Hello, my name is Kyle Matthews from the Montreal Institute for Genocide and Human Rights Studies at Concordia University. I'm pleased to welcome you to an important uh, book launch today. Uh, bonjour, je m'appelle Kyle Matthews, je suis directeur général de l'Institut Montréalais d'études sur le génocide des droits de la personne uh, à l'Université Concordia. Uh, puis nous sommes ici aujourd'hui pour le lancement d'un livre très important. Aujourd'hui, on va avoir um, nos deux invités. Uh, on a Chaparak Chadjarizadeh, j'espère j'ai prononcé proprement avec sa le nouveau livre « La liberté n'est pas un crime », qui a été écrit uh, par Imael Khoury, qui est un journaliste avec la presse. So once again, uh, we're very lucky today to have um, a human rights uh, activist and a well-known journalist here in Montreal to join us for, for a book launch of, of this book here, « La liberté n'est pas un crime »,« Liberty is not a crime it, ». It details the personal story of a brave Iranian woman who is now in Canada, accepted as a refugee, Chaparak Shajarizadeh. Um, apologies if I don't spell that correctly, Chaparak. And we're joined by Rima El-Khoury, who's a journalist at the French language newspaper La Presse. Um, so we're going to be going back forth English and French. Ça va être en anglais et français, parce que Chaparak parle pas français, mais le livre est en français. So we're going to be speaking in both languages. So maybe I'd like to start is just, uh, Chaparak, briefly tell the audience why this book was important for you and, and tell the audience about your, in, in a brief manner, we'll go in details, but tell us about your, your story, um, what you suffered through and how you ended up helping uh, put this book together. Uh, I want to like take a little time to thank you, to thank you all, uh, Kyle. Um, all this is very emotional for me because, uh, like Miss Migs Institute, and like your colleagues, also you um, and um, Rima, you are the um, among the first Canadians that I um, met in Canada when I landed in Montreal. And since then, you've been very, you've been good supporters. You've been my great friends and. Um, it's all because of the uh, Raoul Wallenberg um, um, Human Rights Center and Meeks Institute that I could have a platform to continue my fight and my struggle for um, uh, for a freedom in Iran. And all of this uh, had happened because of uh, the people uh, like you and your colleagues in Meeks Institute, because of Professor Erwin Cutler who's been my mentor since then, and like his colleagues in um, uh, Raoul Wallenberg, also dear Rima for being a good friend. And um, like he, she was uh, supportive all along. Uh, when I came to Montreal, all, uh, all of the things were, were I was very uh, stressed I was emotional. Um, I didn't know what to do with my life. At the age of uh, 33, um, I, I was feeling lost for the first time. Uh, had, having those um, traumas uh, like a few months back, uh, being in a like, dilemma in Turkey, then came to Canada. Um, it was all very emotional for me and my son away from my husband. Uh, not knowing what's going on in my life, and um, I didn't know what to do. I've been to many places around the world as a tourist, but when you uh, lose your home, when you come, uh, like when you come to a country, to a new land, to start a life, it's all different. And especially when um, you did, you hadn't uh, planned anything, and. Uh, when uh, when I landed in Montreal, those uh, first days, I I I didn't know what to do. Uh, I was relieved that I, I was in a uh, me and my son especially were uh, in a um, uh, safe place uh, away from the uh, like Iranian government. But at the same time, um, I didn't know what uh, what to do. And in a, uh, in the first few days. Um, uh, I was, um, Brandon uh, contacted me, Brandon Silver from Raoul Wallenberg. They, um, I can say, uh, they opened their arms, also you, and 
after a few uh, like weeks when I told uh, Raoul Wallenberg Center that I, I was planning to continue uh, my activism in here and be the voice of uh, the ones that I left behind in Iran, other uh, women's rights activists, also my lawyer who was recently, uh, in that time recently, uh, like um, got arrested and into prison and sent into prison. Um, um, he he told me that he was um, he was uh, uh, they were um, they were happy to help me and the first um, the first um, human rights conference uh, that I was invited was mixed in a uh, mixed institute and um, uh, before uh, like the conference I met um, Rima uh, she was uh, willing to have an interview with me. And uh, you know what? Among all those, uh, like I don't know, it's uh, I, I cannot count uh, um, the the number of the journalists I I had interview with. Um, I had many interview before my arrest when I was active in Iran during uh, the months uh, that I was protesting compulsory hijab with White Wednesday campaign. I had many interviews with many journalists around the world, even uh, with a journalist from Canada. Uh, after my arrest also, I had, I, I met um, many journalists in Iran or I had interview with them uh, like with email or uh, with WhatsApp. Uh, and after that, but Rima was different from, uh, from the first moment when, uh, when she started asking questions um, and uh, I was answering, I was very emotional and stressed and um, I was crying and, and she, um, she held my hands and cried with me and uh, told me that um, she, she could understand my struggle, that, she, that her mother also um, came um, uh, from Middle East um, and, um, and she would understand. And, uh, that was very uh, like emotional for me, and uh, in that time I had no idea that uh, that bond would um, end up uh, uh, publishing uh, my my personal uh, story. And um, uh, I guess um, I don't know. It's all uh, part of a big plan for me, and I'm um, appreciative and I'm grateful to you all. Thank you very much, Chaparak. And for those of you um, who will uh, read the book, you'll know that Chaparak um, uh, took off the mandatory veil in Iran and was imprisoned, uh, was tortured, and eventually had to flee um, via Turkey to make it to Canada. So she really is a, a human rights hero and, and someone who suffered uh, for women's liberty. Maintenant, je vais tourner à toi, Rima. Est-ce que vous pouvez expliquer comment est-ce que vous avez appris de Chaparak? Comment vous avez eu le premier rendez-vous? Puis, puis, comment est-ce que cette histoire vous avait donné l'idée de, de faire ce projet, ce, ce, ce livre fort intéressant sur l'histoire de Chaparac? Est-ce que vous pouvez expliquer un petit peu plus en détail? Oui, bien sûr. Donc, euh, ben, en fait, c'est grâce à vous, euh, votre institut, l'Université Concordia, que j'ai pu euh, rencontrer Chaparac. Donc, elle était, euh, donc à l'époque, ça faisait peu de temps qu'elle était au Canada, à Toronto. Elle vivait à Toronto. Elle est venue, elle a été invitée euh, à Montréal pour une conférence à l'Université Concordia, euh, avec aussi le, le, le centre Raoul Wellenberg, le droit de la personne. Et donc, c'est à ce moment-là que, bon, c'est Marie Lemensch euh, chez vous qui m'a dit, est-ce que ça est-ce que ça t'intéresserait de, de la rencontrer? Et donc, j'ai fait, fait une entrevue avec elle. Et comme elle le disait, c'était, en fait, euh, on, il, il s'est passé quelque chose pendant ce, cet entretien-là. J'ai tout de suite, euh, euh, en fait, c'était, bon, elle était très émotive dans une situation euh, très difficile. On a passé presque euh, deux heures ensemble et j'étais vraiment à la fois euh, très 
touché par son histoire, fasciné par son histoire et aussi euh, vraiment, en fait, ce qui est ressorti de ça, j'étais vraiment impressionnée par, euh, par son courage. Donc, elle, elle venait tout juste d'être nommée comme sur la liste des, des 100 femmes les plus euh, inspirantes du monde par, par la BBC et euh, je pense que c'est tout, euh, tout à fait mérité. Euh, C'était vraiment, euh, donc, euh, j'ai vraiment, le, le, le lendemain, ma chronique dans la presse s'appelait « Une femme de courage ». Et donc, cet article cet article-là euh, a attiré l'attention des éditions euh, Plomb à Paris. Donc, euh, j'ai eu un message comme ça sur Messenger d'une éditrice que je ne connaissais pas, qui avait, qui avait lu l'article, qui avait été euh, très touchée et impressionnée comme moi par le courage de Chaparac et qui a dit, il me semble que là, l'idée d'un livre, est-ce que, est que, est que ça vous intéresserait? Est-ce que vous pensez que Chaparac euh, serait intéressé? Et c'est comme ça qu'est née donc euh, euh, l'idée. Moi, je trouvais que c'était euh, une excellente idée parce que, bon, Chaparac, ce qui est particulier dans son témoignage. Évidemment, moi, j'avais déjà entendu parler du mouvement des, des White Wednesday, de ces femmes, donc qui, euh, de ces iraniennes qui vont dans la rue et euh, mouvement de désobéissance civile pacifique pour, euh, pour les droits des femmes, pour euh, contre le voile obligatoire, euh, plus largement pour euh, les droits de la personne. Et donc, je trouvais que c'est un mouvement très beau, mais d'avoir ce témoignage unique d'une femme euh, qui, euh, qui, qui est femme ordinaire, au courage extraordinaire, qui est descendue dans la rue, euh, qui, a, qui a participé à ce mouvement-là, qui, a, qui a, en a payé un prix, euh, qui a payé un prix très élevé pour son combat pour la liberté, qui a été obligé de, de fuir dans des conditions très difficiles, euh, clandestinement, pour se rendre en Turquie, ensuite venir ici. Je crois que c'était une histoire importante à, et, et, pas, euh, et, et que Chaparac, avait, avec tout ce qu'elle avait subi, donc elle a été emprisonnée, arrêtée, arrêtée trois fois, elle, est, elle était en prison, euh, je pense, euh, et, et son avocate est toujours emprisonnée euh, Nasrin Sotoudé est toujours emprisonné en Iran pour l'avoir défendu. Donc, je crois que c'est un témoignage important qui méritait d'être entendu. Et donc, euh, j'ai proposé à Chaparac de, de le faire. Et euh, elle hésitait au début parce qu'elle ne voulait pas se mettre à l'avant-plan. Dans, dans cette histoire, elle ne veut pas jouer aux, aux héroïnes. Donc, pour elle, c'est important plutôt de parler du combat de, 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 des femmes qui demeurent, euh, de, de parler de son avocate. Et, euh, et donc, le livre est dédié à Nasrin Sotoudé, qui est toujours en prison en Iran, condamné euh, à, à 38 ans de, de, de prison pour avoir simplement défendu euh, les, les droits des femmes. So, Chaparak, we just, we just talked about um, what led to, to you and Rima deciding to do this book project. Um, and, and, and it's dedicated to your lawyer who who has unfortunately been in prison for a long time, um, which is, which is a, I consider, a crime against humanity. Um, Shafrak, could you tell us about when you were first started discussing the possibility of a book, um, what were your concerns? Did, were you, did you think this was a, a, a vehicle to tell your story, story to the wider world, or did you see this as, as an opportunity just to kind of highlight the, the plight of, of women um, human rights leaders in Iran? What was going through your mind? When uh, when the the first time that Rima contacted me about the book and uh, told me about um, Sophie who uh, suggested uh, like publishing uh, my story, at first I was um, skeptical. I I had no idea that uh, like the story of my life would be uh, like uh, interesting. Um, I wanted I wanted to tell the world about like uh, the the things that is going on inside Iran because uh, like uh, the 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 Iranian regime tries uh, try to lie to the world about our uh, traditions about our customs and about the violation of human rights. I wanted to uh, to tell the world uh, that uh, what ha what is going on inside Iran. Um, and you know, I I didn't come from uh, like um, a, a closed uh, community. Uh, um, this is a story of a woman. My life is a is a story of a woman who lives in a, in, in a metropolitan city, um, in a normal family, um, uh, and you can imagine what's life for the women who live in a small cities in uh, like um, more uh, traditional families and uh, uh, worse from that in in some part of the countries that uh, like 
women uh, uh, beside uh, like the 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 Islamic regimes rule, they are under the pressure of uh, like the the tradition, um, um, the traditions. And um, but uh, I was uh, I, I wasn't sure. And uh, Rima uh, told me this is a good chance. Plan uh, editing is a is a uh, well known and uh, old and well known publishing house uh, in French. And she told me this is good uh, for you to tell your story and also the story of all the Iranian women so uh, like um, people would know uh, about you and uh, this is gonna help you in your uh, like in your goal and um, uh, and uh, after that um, to be honest I in that time I didn't have any home I was living um, in my uh, friends um, uh, my um, my my papers weren't ready so my my son uh, um, in that time wasn't at the school uh, my life was a mess and um, there was a lot going on in my personal life and also in my uh, like in my emotionally I was under a lot and um, I was uh, like, I was separated from my husband in that time emotionally. I didn't know what to do. And uh, to be honest, if it wasn't for Rima uh, and uh, like he pushed me uh, through it, I, was, I wasn't in a, in a, a situation emotionally and personally uh, to uh, like, to, uh, to have this story to be, to be told. But Rima helped me like step by step. He pushed me, um, he, he, she, she contacted me like every other day, um, like every other week uh, to, um, uh, to encourage me uh, to uh, take the steps with her. At the same time, she was very understanding about my situation in that time. Um, if it wasn't for her patience and uh, like um, her understanding, uh, we couldn't finish the book like on time. And and the, the other thing is we had it like timeline. Uh, there is another uh, woman who uh, protested compulsory hijab, and she's um, she's writing down her story also, but. She says, I, I cannot finish it. I, when I go, but when I go back to, to those uh, like experience, I cannot uh, like, I cannot continue. It wasn't for, it was the case for me too. I couldn't um, repeat that um, stories, but, but because we had a timeline and because uh, Rima was very responsible at the same, same time, very um, very passionate and very uh, un she was very understanding uh, we could finish the book on time and uh, even for reviewing the book um, like she, because one of the problem is uh, uh, we uh, uh, sh I, I can't uh, speak a word in French uh, 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 to, um, unfortunately to be honest but I I guess I have to learn, uh, but uh, I couldn't uh, speak French, and um, also English is not uh, my uh, like um, mother tongue, and um, I uh, so it's my second language, and I'm not that good at, that good in English too. It was very hard to communicate, and um, so she when she finished the book. She uh, translated in uh, English. She was uh, and uh, sent it to me to check the book, and uh, like even reading my story took a long time because I couldn't do it. Uh, I couldn't go through uh, like uh, those um, incidents again. But she was again very uh, like um, she was a good friend. And she took every steps with me even that time finished reading even reading my story and um and um i'm happy that we managed to uh, uh, to finish the book 
and uh, I'm, uh, it's all because of uh, Rima and uh, also because of uh, Sophie and the Plan um, uh, Edition House uh, to be inter interested in my um, story and also the story uh, like the struggle of all the Iranian women um, under the oppressive uh, rules of the Islamic regime in Iran. Thank you, Shaparak. J'aimerais maintenant poser une question à Rima. Rima, je sais que vous avez écrit plusieurs livres, puis vous avez déjà parlé un petit peu. Vous, vous avez une relation personnelle, une grand-mère qui vient du Moyen-Orient. Alors, est-ce que votre expérience de votre famille avait quelque chose de semblable dont vous avez été intéressé dans l'histoire de Shaparak? Est-ce que vous pouvez expliquer ça un petit peu en plus détail? Oui, ben euh, donc en, en fait quand euh, j'ai commencé à travailler sur le livre euh, de Chaparac, euh, j'étais en train de terminer un, un premier roman euh, qui s'appelle Manam, qui euh, est inspiré de l'histoire euh, de ma famille. Donc moi je suis petite fille de survivant du génocide arménien et dans mon roman je me suis particulièrement intéressée à euh, à l'histoire en fait des, des femmes. Donc déjà l'histoire du génocide arménien c'est une histoire oubliée, mais l'histoire des femmes des des, euh, de, de, du courage, de la résistance des, des, des femmes dans ce génocide, elle est encore, euh, c'est une histoire oubliée à l'intérieur d'une histoire oubliée. Alors, euh, même si euh, euh, on pourrait dire que c est, c est les, deux, les deux livres n'ont aucun lien, moi j'y vois quand même un fil conducteur parce que que ce soit en littérature comme en, en journalisme, euh, j'aime bien mettre à l'avant-plan euh, des histoires euh, de, de, de femmes euh, courageuses, inspirantes, euh, inspirante. Et, euh, et quand on parle du Moyen-Orient, c'est pas quelque chose qu'on qu lit beaucoup, qu'on voit beaucoup, parce qu'il a, a, y a cette image très stéréotypée des, des femmes du Moyen-Orient comme étant euh, euh, soumises, passives, et, euh, alors que dans les faits, des, des battantes comme Chaparac, euh, comme euh, des femmes euh, dans, dans ma famille, donc moi, ils ont, ils ont survécu au, au, au génocide arménien, sont allés en Syrie, se sont établis en Syrie, et sont, on, on, et finalement, euh, euh, vive, euh, ont immigré ici en, en 1967. Mais donc, des, des, des battantes, il euh, y, y en a. Et donc, ça serait important aussi de, 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 de leur donner une voix, de raconter leur histoire, parce que les histoires qu'on qu'on qu raconte pas, mais c'est comme si elles n'existaient pas. Donc, euh, mon intérêt aussi pour l'histoire de Chaparac euh, vient aussi du fait que je suis, je suis toujours fascinée, en fait, moi, comme petite fille de, de, de réfugiée, je suis fascinée par, euh, par le courage, la résilience de, de, de ces gens qui ont survécu à des, euh, des choses atroces et qui euh, doivent repartir à zéro, reconstruire leur vie euh, tout en poursuivant euh, leur combat, comme le fait Chaparac. Donc, c'est euh, J'aime bien euh, euh, donner une voix à, 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 à ces femmes, à, à, ces, à ces, ces histoires qu'on entend trop peu. Merci, Rima. Um, Chaparak, I, I have a question for you. Um, some people, you've lived through um, a traumatic experience um, for your family, for you, and for your friends and your lawyers. Um, some people have said writing a book can be a form of therapy. It helps you express the grief you experienced, but that's not always the case. Um, I'm wondering um, if you had any stories or experiences that, that you couldn't talk about for the book, it was just too traumatizing. I'm also wondering if there were any cases that you couldn't talk about for fear of putting anyone in Iran in danger that, that may have helped you or, or may have helped, helped you along your, your journey to, to escape. Could, could you talk about this a little bit? Uh Yes, uh, like during the time that uh, we were uh, discussing the book, uh, uh, like in 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 some cases, uh, like the, the the people who were um, like um, who were arrested in that time, or um, uh, the, everybody know uh, like uh, knew about them, uh, like talking talking about them wasn't a problem, but. I had, uh, like, during my journey in, uh, in those months, uh, during those activ uh, activism, I met uh, many brave Iranian women uh, that, um, their, uh, that their, um, like, identity is not, uh, like, nobody knows them. So we were careful not, uh, not to mention their name. And, um, 
like also the the guy who helped me uh, escape Iran. Uh, most of the time, we have to be uh, careful about uh, the well-being of uh, the ones who who, who live in Iran. And uh, like even um, in in uh, during the time that I was telling my story, I was very concerned about the about the safety of my family, my parents, and my my brother. Um, they were uh, they are living in Iran. Uh, they have already been interrogated by the security forces. And part of my story, the like part part of the story from my childhood, uh, like reveal uh, reveals um, uh, the, the some of the things that my parents had done. And I was I didn't know what to do. Um, and uh, but uh, but I decided to tell my story because that was a big part of my life growing up. Um, when I was six, seven years old, um, we were living in fear. Not me, many Iranians, many Iranian, like I can say 80, 90 percent of Iranian were living um, in constant fear. Uh, all the families had the family members who were from dissidents because after the revolution there were many groups uh, like who um, who uh, like uh, who were who the, who were part of the demonstration in 1979. But but uh, like Khomeini and like the Islamic group took power and those uh, like those other groups like the 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 the, the left people group uh, that are the lefties or like uh, other some uh, like opponent uh, like some dissident groups they were uh, fighting the Islamic regime at the, those first years and uh, like they were they uh, suppressed all those uh, like um, uh, groups and uh, people so in every family they had uh, like uh, some people who who were uh, being chased by the government or uh, like um, they were um, uh, killing many, many uh, people, especially young people inside uh, prisons. They they kill them uh, in the streets. They they kill them in the prison. So all the uh, like all families were living in fear. And uh, my family did something that um, was um, courageous. I, I know that. But uh, at the same time, as a as a kid, me and my sister, who is uh, like one year old, uh, younger than me, we were living in fear um, uh, because of uh, the things that, uh, like the great things that my parents had done. I was, I was, um, I was not sure to tell the story, but um, at the end, um, uh, I told um, um, a little part of uh, the story of my parents. Thank you, Shaprak. Rima, si j'ai bien compris, vous avez euh, traduit le livre déjà en anglais. Euh, alors, vous avez un copie qui est en anglais. Alors, s'il y a des éditeurs euh, qui nous regardent dans le, le monde anglophone, ouais. peut-être qu'ils pourraient vous approcher, je ne sais pas. Oui, pas... mais ça, ça, ça serait formidable que, le, que ce livre-là soit traduit en anglais parce que, bon, évidemment, Chaparac, euh, elle, elle, parle, elle parle anglais et donc euh, euh, son but, en fait, euh, c'est pas de se mettre de l'avant, mais de donner une voix à ces femmes, à ces, tous ces défenseurs des droits de la personne qui sont encore euh, emprisonnés. Donc, euh, donc euh, plus, plus euh, de traduction il y aura, meilleur euh, ce sera pour... Euh, pour la cause des, des, des droits de la personne. Mais la traduction que j'ai est bancale, donc il nous faudrait <rire> avis aux intéressés. On aimerait avoir un éditeur okay. avec une traduction professionnelle. Oui. J'aimerais vous, vous demander, vous, vous, avez, vous avez dit avant ce livre, vous avez fait une entrevue avec, euh, avec Chopra quand elle était à Montréal, euh, puis vous avez écrit ça pour la presse. Est-ce qu'il y avait un, un grand nombre de Québécois ou des francophones qui ont réagi à cet article? Euh, je sais qu'il y a un grand intérêt dans les droits des femmes. Euh, au Québec. Euh, C'était quoi votre réponse à ce premier article que vous avez écrit? Ben, la réponse était très positive, des gens très, très impressionnés euh, par, euh, 
par son courage. Donc, euh, si on, pour, pour rappeler les choses, en fait, donc Chaparac, elle, elle a été euh, donc, euh, arrêtée et condamnée à 20 ans de, de prison, dont deux ans ferme, pour simplement avoir voulu être libre. Donc, c'est voilà le, le titre du livre, « La liberté n'est pas un crime », elle a simplement, euh, de façon euh, très courageuse, euh, descendu dans la rue, euh, euh, elle a mis son voile au bout d'un bâton et elle a, elle a manifesté. Et, et bon, la, la plupart des gens, peut-être, après s'être fait arrêter une première fois, ce serait dit, ben, euh, bon, je vais, je vais laisser tomber parce qu'elle avait quand même une belle vie assez confortable en Iran, donc elle avait beaucoup à perdre. Euh, et donc, euh, mais, ouais, mais elle, a, elle a persisté, donc malgré, malgré euh, euh, les arrestations, l'intimidation, les menaces, même un, 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 un juge qui a dit que on, je, je vais te faire pendre, rien de moins. Donc, elle a quand même persisté. Donc, ce courage extraordinaire, évidemment, c'est venu toucher les gens, euh, les lecteurs. Euh, euh, québécois, donc euh, c'était des réponses euh, très, très, très positives. Euh, bon, ce, ce livre parle du combat pour, euh, pour euh, en fait, euh, contre le voile obligatoire en Iran. C'est sûr que nous, ici, au Québec, on a beaucoup de débats aussi. Le, 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 le voile est un, un sujet qui, qui polarise. Euh, mais ce qui s'était intéressant dans, son, dans, dans cette histoire-là, c'est vraiment, euh, en fait, la, la, ce, qu ce que revendique Chaparac, c'était vraiment la, la, la liberté de choix. Hein. C'est pas il ne s'agit pas de, de, de démoniser le choix personnel de, 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 de femmes qui choisissent de porter le vol, mais il s'agit de revendiquer, de dire que si on est libre, on est libre de le porter, on est libre de l'enlever. Donc, euh, donc les, les réponses ont été très, très positives et j'espère que les gens vont, vont être intéressés à, à en savoir plus euh, euh, sur son histoire parce que vraiment, c'est une histoire euh, impressionnante et il et y a des gens qui l'ont lu qui m'ont dit, est-ce que c'est un roman? Parce qu'il y a tellement de rebondissements euh, qu'on que se dit, bon, ça, ça, ça se peut pas, mais oui, euh, c'est pas un roman, c'est vraiment, c'est arrivé comme ça et c'est vraiment une histoire, c'est vraiment un, un, un récit haletant. Euh, Moi, j'étais, euh, au, au, au fil des longues entrevues que j'ai fait à Chaparac, à chaque fois, j'arrivais je, 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 pas à, à croire que, que euh, tout ce qu'elle a vécu, donc c'est vraiment une histoire qui, qui mérite d'être lue, d'être entendue. Merci vraiment. Moi, je vais faire un commentaire. Je sais que euh, ce, ce livre va, va, va sortir en France et euh, comme le Québec, le débat public sur la voie obligatoire, c'est vraiment euh, élevé en France. Alors, j'ai hâte de voir comment le livre sera, sera vu par le public en, en France et, euh, et s'il y a beaucoup d'intérêt dans, dans le livre. Um, so, Chaparac, we were just talking about, um, you know, uh, About about your story and the importance of this of this book in in um, highlighting not just your story but but also the plight of women in Iran and, and human rights general Iran and and we're starting to get some questions coming in but I would I would like to maybe invite you now um, to to talk a bit about you're now in Canada but what's happening in Iran you know the, just because you've sought safety and you're now pretty safe in Canada. Um, but there, the, the case is not like that in Iran. There, there are, there are many, uh, people still struggling, women, human rights, lawyers. So could you maybe give us a couple of minutes and tell us about, about what is happening now in Iran? Um, uh, for some people who decided like to immigrate to other, uh, countries to have a better life, or even, uh, for some, um, people who escaped their countries uh, to be uh, to, to go uh, go to other countries to be safe um, is is one thing and for like uh, some uh, some people from some countries like Iran it's another story um, I'm I am safe here um, I'm I'm free to um, to fight for uh, like freedom and uh, women's rights in Iran but at the same time um, we are not happy like every day every day in iran every day we have some uh horrible news every day we cannot enjoy even one day uh, uh, uh we cannot enjoy life even for one day because every day you hear um another um, horrifying uh, news from iran um Uh, every day we have some hours, we have executions every week, we have um, executions, uh, we have uh, like, uh, 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 like um, 
I, I don't know how to express myself. The situation in Iran is not just around politics. It's about human rights. And they are violating uh, like people's uh, rights every day. And um, um, I always say, uh, hearing about um, human rights violation, hearing about cruelty and brutality is something and like feel it and experience it even for like for half a day is another thing you're you will be changed after uh, having that experience like before that i was living in iran i was living under uh, uh fear always with uh, when women when when women are out uh, they're not safe. Uh, we are not like other people. When we see a police officer in other cities, we feel safe. But in Iran, we are afraid of, uh, women are always afraid of being caught by some people, by, by the police or the leaders, uh, like uh, supporters. Everyone can insult you in the streets. It was another uh, experience. I was living in that time. I was living in fear. I, um, I was fed up with uh, like pretending that everything is normal, but uh, and but I was hearing about the news, uh, about the courtrooms, about the trials, about the prisons, but experiencing like being in those in, uh, interrogations room, uh, being interrogated by those evil people. I cannot say uh, say that they are uh, like some kind of religious people who like who are mad at you they are evil people who just want to destroy you and they they tell you that they tell you in your face that we are going to do anything in our power uh, to destroy you uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna send you to execution and they actually do that to some people being there and uh, like um experiencing that uh, like being as a woman being insulted being uh like uh, with uh with bad words with slot shaming feeling that is different beating beating up by several people and uh being helpless is different not having anyone to help you i had a lawyer i had my family i knew that my my uh, like during the interrogation in that uh, building i knew that my 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 husband my brother my father were in the streets uh, like waiting for me i i knew them i i knew that they were there they wouldn't leave me there but but at the same time no one could help me and uh, like and inside prison also there's no law. They can do anything with you without any reason. They sent me to solitary confinement. My interrogation was over, but they sent me to solitary confinement. I was begging for a piece of paper to read because I was going mad. I had uh, anxiety attacks. I was banned from calling even my my son. I was worried about him that's that's the case and like the second time they arrested me they arrested me with my husband and i was begging them the whole day please let me call someone and tell them that my son is a is alone at home uh, someone has to like go and get my son he's alone but they didn't let us uh, call anybody they they don't care about even a, a a kid and the third time i was arrested i saw that they they are uh, ready to uh, even um traumatize my uh, they trauma actually traumatize my son and after that when you hear about like um these things in the news you will shake uh, and you know what's going on i was on hunger strike once for a week and the second time for nine days so I knew what it's like not to have food, not to have water. And hearing that my my lawyer, Nasrin Sutude, being on hunger strike this time, a month ago, for 47 days, I was like, how how is it possible? And she did that because of 
months and months and months of uh, like um, being not 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 just herself, all the activists being ignored. The um, and um, during the pandemic, she she um, sacrificed her life for the release of uh, uh, all the activists and political prisoners and act uh, and uh, uh, prisoners of conscience. And she was on hunger strike for uh, 47 days. And all, all the time I was like, what if anything happens to, to her? Everybody around the world, uh, what, uh, they were concerned. But the governments, none of the officials of the Iranian governments said a word. Can you believe it? They are, they are, they are claiming, they, they tell the world that they care about Iranian people, but none of the officials, none of the diplomats, they didn't say a word about her being on hunger strike for 70, for 47 days. And now she is suffering from breath, a shortage of breath. She's suffering from heart problems. And like a few days ago, uh, they were expecting, like the, the whole world were uh, uh, talking about her, uh, her well-being and the, uh, they were asking the government, uh, many organizations, many uh, like the UN asked the, the Iranian government to release her or, or provide the medical care. And uh, when we were expecting her to transfer to hospital, they transfer, uh, transferred her to uh, to Karchak prison, I was in that prison. I, I don't have a word to describe the situation of women in that filthy, oh my God, I cannot, it's like, like some of the movies. You cannot, um, I, they sent her to that prison with these problems every day, every day. We have problems every day. We have news of arresting some new, uh, like um, activists in Iran. We cannot enjoy our life anymore. The situation of human rights is getting worse and worse. And unfortunately, the international community, the UN, like the Democrats, the Western countries, still don't do anything. Just making like having statements and like asking nicely from this like uh, oppressive regime is not helpful they 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 have proved it they the world has to do something about uh, the, the the situation of human rights in iran we are doing our best but we are helpless unless like the world come to uh, um, support Iranian people and um, support Iranian activists. Um, Shaparak uh, and, and Rima, sorry, I was going to speak both in English and French at the same time. Uh, uh, we have some questions coming in. Um, and um, well, there's one, actually two questions from Graham Barber. He's, he's asking Shaparak, for you specifically, I think, and or Rima can can chime in in French. I think it's worth. He's asking, what are the exact crimes you committed? Alors, c'est quoi les crimes les crimes que tu as commis, uh, cher Parak? Il veut comprendre pourquoi l'État uh, iranien était contre toi. They want to understand why the Iranian government was against you, and they also uh, would like to know what can Canada do. You know, what can Canada do? Anything? You've talked about the UN, just statements and governments not really do. Can Canada do anything concrete? Alors, je vais répéter um, en français si uh, Rima veut aussi parler de ça, mais c'est plutôt la politique, pas le journalisme. Mais je veux savoir, c'est quoi les crimes uh, dont Shaprak était mis en prison? C'est quoi exactement selon le gouvernement iranien? Et est-ce qu'il y a quelque chose que le gouvernement canadien peut faire pour aider uh, les, les femmes uh, et les, pour aider les gens qui travaillent pour les droits de la personne iran? Alors, so I'd like to maybe start with you, Shaprak. What were the crimes? that you're, you're claimed and then and then what can Canada do? Uh, um, like according to even according to Iranian law, um, 
I didn't do like much of a crime. I protested compulsory hijab, which is a like which is a law compulsory hijab in Iran, and we can, women can like uh, persecuted for like not having hijab in uh, in public. But uh, like um, the um, the penalty what uh, for for that crime is something else. Uh, like is like a fine or like a, a few months in prison uh, that uh, you can buy that time uh, like by paying money uh, but uh, for us uh, and even in 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 their law in in like islamic uh, in their uh, book in the the book of law of islamic regime protesting uh, peacefully um, uh, is not um, is not a crime so we were we protested compulsory hijab, and uh, but at first I was accused of being a spy uh, for other countries. Um, uh, I was accused of um, uh, propaganda again uh, against the government. Uh, but at the end, because uh, I I um, I didn't I I didn't do any of that. But uh, they didn't have any proof uh, uh, like. Uh, to pin something on me, but for uh, like protesting compulsory hijab, I was um, sentenced to uh, twenty years, uh, two years uh, prison, and eighteen years of uh, suspension. It means if I did that again, I would uh, like spend uh, another eighteen years um, in in prison. Uh, uh, but. Uh, mm, even that sentences is not according to their law, uh, because they at the end they accused me of uh, encouraging uh, prostitution, and you know being on weight, uh, protesting in the streets, being on well, uh, it's different from uh, encouraging um, uh, prostitution. Uh, but uh, after after us. Uh, like they they arrested some people in that time, but after that, when in Iran, no matter what, if you say something, even in social media, if in social media, if you comment something about human rights, everything is political. And uh, so the, the women who arrested after me, my my close friend Mojgan, Monireb, Yasaman, Saba, all these women who are now in in jail. They are also um, um, charged uh, with uh, propaganda against the uh, government. Also, Nasreen, my my lawyer. The only crime that my lawyer Nasreen committed was uh, defending her clients um, uh, in courtrooms. Just that. And sometimes, when she real, uh, she, some, not sometimes, all the time. Uh, when she she knew that um, uh, there's no uh, like um, there's no fair trial, there is no justice in the courtrooms, so she would tell the public about our cases and bring the justice in pu public eye. But she uh, like she uh, was sentenced to 38 years of prison and 148 lashes. Um, that's it. And uh, your uh, like about the second question, what Canada can do? Um, like uh, um, when I came to Canada, I had no idea what's the like political and diplomatic uh, relations between these two countries. Um, I'm grateful. I'm um, I'm happy that uh, like the Canadian government um, um, uh, like stopped having any diplomatic uh, relations with this. Uh, like op uh, like evil oppressive regime uh, years ago because of the um, crimes against humanity during 80s uh, but uh, um, but uh, you know uh, at the same time every, this is not uh, something uh, this is something that everybody knows there are lots of uh, like um, Iranian lobbies who are living in Canada there are lots of uh, like um, one, uh, lots of authorities have um, uh, connections in 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 Canada. Their family members are living in Canada. They are 
um, um, uh, they are having their monies uh, took. They 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 have their monies here, and uh, they are doing their best uh, to intimidate uh, the uh, the activists here and the the work of human rights um, defenders in Canada against Iran. And uh, there were uh, like uh, two um, two motions in Canadian Parliament. One. Uh, Magnitsky sanctions uh, to sanctions 19 um, architects of uh, human rights violations in Iran. Uh, most of them are the judges who are uh, like the, the real criminals. They are the judges who send uh, innocent people, activists, to executions. They have n numerous um, uh, executions and uh, like violation of human rights. Some of the uh, some of the ministers, for example, the minister of uh, communications, um, uh, and uh, like he what he again last year during uh, during demonstration in November, he was the one who um, shut down the internet during the time that they were killing um, innocent people in the streets, and uh, like the, this motion, um, uh, like got uh, like had the vote in, in the par par parliament, uh, but uh, still the Canadian government, I don't know why, um, hasn't implemented this uh, Magnitsky sanction. This is one of the, this is one of the steps that ca Canada can, um, uh, can um, have toward uh, like uh, uh, human rights in Iran. And the other thing is uh, like uh, the imposing sanction on uh, the um, revolutionary guards uh, uh, for the crimes against humanity in Iran and, and also in Middle East. Everybody knows lots of the things that are happening around um, around the world. Lots of these extremists who are killing people. We didn't have that before 1979, but I don't know why the world is uh, has been ignorant about it. Um, a few days ago, a teacher uh, like got killed because of talking about the freedom of expression. Do you know who was the first one who uh, like ordered killing a, another person? Uh, for uh, like uh, for um, insulting uh, um, the Prophet Muhammad, it was Khomeini. He was the first one who ordered to kill another human being for for having an opinion about uh, Islam. And now it's been going on for years. The, the, the Revolutionary Guard is supporting is spending Iranian people's money to support the terrorist group around the world and especially in in the region and everybody knows that but I don't know why um, no one would do anything about this terrorist group and uh, we we really want Canada to impose sanction on on um, um, on um, revolutionary guards because they are transferring money they are um, uh, I don't know what's the like phrase for that they are transferring uh, like um, um, they, they are money laundering they are money laundering and Canada knows that everybody knows that Thank you, Shaparak. So for those of that you don't know, the Magnitsky sanctions are, are economic sanctions against individuals and governments who are responsible for human rights abuses. So so it's been very active in Canada, is starting to use them, I think has uh, used them in, in Belarus, but uh, it's, a, it's a policy tool. Prairima, il ne reste pas beaucoup de temps, le temps a passé très vite. Je sais qu'on doit quitter à peu près sept minutes, mais je pense que ce serait très important de, de vous demander une semblable question euh, que Chaparac avait répondu. Euh, le nom de votre livre, c'est « La liberté n'est pas un crime ». Et il y a beaucoup de gens qui disent « C'est quoi le crime que Chaparac a commis ?» Alors, pouvez-vous expliquer euh, ça en, en français, pourquoi oui. il a été arrêté et, et pour quelles raisons 
Oui, bien sûr. Ben, en, en fait, donc, ce que Chaparac expliquait, c'est que, euh, ben, donc, euh, officiellement, elle, elle a enlevé son voile en public, elle a incité euh, d'autres femmes à, à, à se libérer, mais le fait est, les, les, donc, elle a été condamnée à 20 ans de prison, donc deux, deux enfers, mais il y a eu, euh, on a fabriqué des accusations. Donc, toutes les femmes en ce moment qui sont en, en prison en Iran euh, pour avoir commis un crime semblable, je mets crime entre guillemets, ben, en fait, on a, on a monté des accusations contre elles, donc, on a incitation à la corruption, euh, euh, prostitution. Euh, incitation à la prostitution. Donc, ce sont des, des, des accusations euh, fabriquées, euh, fa fabriquées de toutes pièces. Hmm. Merci beaucoup, Rima. Um, Chaparak, uh, we have another question coming in here, and it might be our last, if not our, our second last. Um, and it's, someone's asking, uh, do, you, do you experience some intimidation or threats even in Canada? I'm wondering if you feel comfortable talking about this or, or if you can give a general um, uh, response to this question. Yes, uh, it's been more than uh, like it's 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 been two years. Uh, in December 2018, um, I was invited to the Canadian Parliament uh, to, tes uh, to testify um, um, about the human rights violation uh, in Iran and also to uh, um, to ask the Canadian government about uh, to impose, uh, like to implement the Magnitsky sanction. And after, like the day after that, uh, some of the uh, like um, people who are supporting Iranian government, uh, especially uh, like uh, right now, the Iranian Canadian Congress in, in Canada is supporting the Iranian government they uh, they um, uh, they lied in the news about me being in canada in in the canadian parliament um and they said i asked uh, canada to put sanction on the iranian people uh, i was there to support the magnitsky sanction it's a targeted sanction against those uh, individuals but uh, they lied about it And also, they lied. They they spread lots of lies about uh, Professor Kotler. So after like after one day, the the threats started. I had many um, threatening emails, and since then, I was um, I was uh, I was under lots of attacks um, on social media till the till this day, and also I had lots of threats. Uh, they, they threatened my family, my son, my husband, um, and um, also my, um, my parents in Iran uh, got interrogated by the security forces after I went to Canadian Parliament. And uh, they, they, they make lies, they spread lies, they, they, um, um, they, and also there are some people who pretend to, to be uh, from opposition groups. Uh, but they are they are in um, they are related to like uh, Iranian security forces. They are making uh, they 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 even in social media they said uh, they try to make um, a living a hell for me in Canada. And uh, uh, unfortunately, yesterday uh, one of the um, uh, Iranians Iranian Canadians. Uh, got uh, killed at home. I don't know if you've heard the news, but he was a friend. I knew him, he, I wasn't close to him, but I, I, I met him uh, uh, several times in gatherings um, against the government. He was uh, a great soul, a gentle guy, a kind person. And he, his heart was beating for Iran. And he was uh, fighting uh, the, the, the Iranian lobbyists in Canada, um, and he was fighting for freedom in Iran. And like two nights ago, we don't know why, he was stabbed with uh, like knives at home. And uh, yesterday, uh, it was on the news, and all the activists, uh, Iranian activists, Iranian Canadian activists in, in here are uh, like, we are in shock. Um, we are grieving. Uh, uh, we are in grief, and at the same time, uh, uh, we are we are worried. 
and uh, like uh, and also um, yesterday um, Hamid Ismailion uh, like one of the uh, victims family of the Ukrainian plane who's uh, been active since last year tragic um, uh, tragic um, shooting uh, the, um, the shooting of the Ukrainian plane by the IRGC um, he's been active since to seek justice for um, her wife and her um, little daughter who got in the plane. He claimed that he received numerous uh, like threats and attacks, um, and uh, we are all worried. So, Shaparak, I, I think it's important that as we were right on the closing note, but I, I think it's important that everyone hears that your story, it's still ongoing. Um, that many other Iranians in Canada don't feel safe and there are some intimidation going on and, and I really hope the authorities uh, will look into this and, and you know that our Institute MIGS will always support you in your important work. So in closing, I'm going to say in English and then in French, um, I want to thank Shaparak and Rima. Thank you so much for joining us, for sharing um, Shaparak, your personal story and Rima sharing your important work in getting her story made into a book. So La Liberté n'est pas un crime is now on sale. Uh, we're going to get the link for it and we'll share it to everyone who, who signed up for this event and we'll post it on our Twitter accounts. Et maintenant, en, en français, je veux vraiment remercier Chaparak et Rima. C'était un plaisir de vous accueillir aujourd'hui pour entendre euh, qu'est-ce qui est passé derrière la production de ce livre, La Liberté euh, n'est pas un crime. Et on a entendu aussi que les, certains Iraniens et Iraniennes ici au Canada ils ont besoin de notre appui. Euh, alors, je vous remercie et j'espère que le livre va être traduit en anglais, on va dire ça sur les médias sociaux aussi, mais vraiment, Chavarak, Rima, thank you, merci beaucoup. Thank you so merci much. Merci à vous.